freaking jam uh welcome back to the podcast ladies and gentlemen one man one tree in the hill i'm your host two-time wrestling champion stand-up comedian jared waters yo you know kid cuddy is 38 years old cheese and crack i didn't know he's that old man shout out to kid cuddy i don't know why one of my co-workers were sitting there talking and she goes what's kid cuddy like 40 and i was like that's mad disrespectful and then i was like dang we googled he's 38 years old happy belated birthday to kid cuddy we used to listen to his his music all the time i remember my friend uh I can't remember his name, but when he had his first child, uh, he got depressed, and we were listening to nothing but Kid Cudi. <laughs> he, was, he was depressed. He had a he had a baby in college, uh, not with the woman that he desired to have it with, right? They were, you know, living in sin. And I remember we first listened to Kanye West 808 Heartbreaks as we are driving to Virginia from North Carolina, and then we listened to, uh, <laughs> he would turn on the car, then he would switch it to, I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and I know, uh, but shout out to him. Uh, <clears throat> our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is sponsored by Old Hillside Bourbon Company. Old Hillside Bourbon Company is a company that was created out of love for bourbon, friendship, and camaraderie. The idea of quality time, great conversation, enjoying good spirits brought this team together. Our vision is fueled by optimism, integrity, and sense of responsibility to build a successful household of bourbon brand that people can cherish and love. Our story is unique. We're a collective group of individuals from different career backgrounds. This is our strength as we are able to apply our professional experience to provide unmatched services to our customers. Old Hillside Bourbon Company. Um, if you didn't know, they had their first launch. They had a launch, and they've been launching all over in different places. They launched in North Carolina. They launched in California. It was a real event. Everybody showed up. Uh, shout out to the Bourbon. Make sure you guys support. All right. Uh, forgive me, humbly forgive me if the podcast has been out how it's supposed to be. I've been extremely busy, and I should have did that. I've been writing for this, like a submission. So, like, a lot of comedians write for these submissions to be, like, writers on different TV shows. So I was writing for this TV show on the CW. Uh Got some feedback, you know, didn't get it, but you know, it is what it is. You can't, you got to swing at everything, right? You got to swing at everything, but we're back. Uh, we want to say congratulations to ASAP Rocky. Whoa, got Rihanna pregnant, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, congratulations to Rihanna being pregnant. You know, I was, I was very distraught when I heard the news. I thought it'd be me, even though I'm, I'm taken, but you know, Rihanna, <laughs> sweet Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to ASAP Rocky. And honestly, like I live on like, that that part of Harlem. So these people that I've been running to them saying they've been seeing Rihanna and said Rocky in Harlem and and I thought they were just joking, but turns out they like there's like a new club over there. But I don't I do stand up like on the other side, so I'm not really crossing paths. So I'm not really out that late. Well I'm out super late, but I wouldn't be at a club. I'd be telling jokes. That's what my life consists of. It's funny watching all the reactions <laughs> on Twitter. I love that. I don't know, like ladies didn't like ASAP Rocky. I became a bigger fan of ASAP Rocky when I saw him live during 50 Cent's concert. He had it rocking out there. When I first listened to ASAP Rocky, I remember freaking in high school. We thought he was from Houston, Texas. Still, okay, he had that slurred up sound. But they have, uh, they're having a child. They're having a child. Beautiful pictures. That picture was on 125th, where you get off the A train, on, if you're getting off the 1 train on 125th, that's where that bridge was. I was like, I walk across that bridge all the time going home. Um... This girl I work with had a really funny thing. She goes, I wish I could be ASAP Rocky and Rihanna's child. I was like, do you know Rihanna's Caribbean? They beat their kids. You think, you don't know what's happening. And he's from Harlem. They'll spank that little kid. But, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, congratulations to that. 
dang, I can't. That's that's how we start Black History Month. Uh, and happy Black History Black History Month. If you didn't know, it was a month celebrating the black people inside our society. It, the reason why it's in February is because Frederick Douglass and I think Abraham Lincoln's birthday is in February. That's why they celebrate. It's the month of love. It's the shortest month of the year. We don't want to get into the politics, but we're going to shout out every black person that's making history or, or Kanye West says Black Future Month. Shout out to that. And happy lunar year. Lunar year is when you celebrate the year on the moon cycle. So technically, this is the start of the new year. It's not that far away. It started in February, so it's uh, we're like one month ahead for the, the new lunar year calendar. So shout out to that. Day off of work. Shout out to everybody who celebrates. You get a day off of work, right? Going back to black history, we want to shout out our black history. Our black history starting off right. Starting off with some fire and desire. Brian Flores. If you don't know who Brian Flores, Brian Flores was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, right? He was the head Head coach of the Miami Dolphins, right? So what happened is he's accusing, not accusing, he's really got some strong claims, right? So what's happening is uh, he has a, files a class action suit against the NFL for racist hiring practices. Flores dropped a ton of receipts and uh, talked about what his experience being inside the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule, if you're not aware of, like, NFL, the Rooney Rule is that a black coach has to be or a person of color has to be interviewed before they give the job to somebody. And what he's saying is, that that never happened. That the job was already done. So I'm gonna get. <clears throat> I'm gonna give you from Black Sports Online. That's where I usually like to read my sports articles. Black Sports Online, and I'll, I'll post the article as well. Brian Flores is likely will never be a head coach again in the NFL. He might not even be an assistant coach again. He's doing something that's never been done before for the greater good. He's exposing the NFL for the racism that they have long held against black players and coaches. This is a a dangling class action suit that has a tons of receipts showing. What goes on behind the scenes in NFL hiring processes? So let's break this down. In January 2022, Mr. Flores spent three seasons as a head coach of the defending my defendant Miami Dolphins, right? And he found himself on the ending end without a job after the three seasons in the NFL. Uh, it was for te- the uh, excuse me, it was the Miami Dolphins' first back-to-back winning seasons in 2003. The purported biases for his termination was alleged poor collaborations. In reality, the writing has been on the wall for Mr. Flores' first season as a head coach with the Miami Dolphins when he refused the owner's direct incentive to tank for the first draft pick. So what the owner wanted him to do was lose a game. So like you know, you get suspended for stuff like that. Like if you ever throw a game on purpose, that's what a lot of people been banned for. I forgot that baseball player. That baseball player's name was, but he was betting on games. So what he's doing is throwing the games, and they offered to pay him $100,000 for every game that he lost. So Mr. Flores would pay, Mr. Flores said that he would get paid $100,000 for every case, 1.2 uh, document file for the page of the, by the general managers. Steve was mad that Mr. Flores' success in winning games that year was compromising to the draft position. So what they wanted to do is like, we wanted you to lose so you can get a better chance on the draft to build your team at the end of the 2019 season mr ross began to pursue mr flores to recruit a prominent quarterback in violations of the team league's tampering rules so allegedly they say he went down there to get tom brady we'll talk about him later uh mr flores repeatedly refused to comply with the improper directors from the owner he said that it was you know it was against the league policies undeterred the winter 2020 mr flores invite mr ross that's the owner of the miami dolphins Invited him on a yacht for lunch shortly after he arrived. Mr. Ross told Mr. Flores the prominent quarterback was conveniently arriving on the mar- the, mar- the marina. The marina is like a yacht. Yes, obviously, Mr. Ross had attempted to set up a purportedly a, pur- 
excuse me, I'm reading too fast. Uh, proportion in prompt meeting with Mr. Flores and the prominent quarterback. Mr. Flores refused the meeting and left the yacht immediately. After this incident, Mr. Flores was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-compliant and difficult to work with. So this happens with a lot of black people, right? Like when you speak up for like what's right or wrong, they call you difficult to work with, right? So uh, he was subsequently defamed for his character. The media league was labeled as the Dolphins brass as someone who was hard to work with. This is reflective of all too familiar the angry black guy stigma, right? So thus, meaning this week in the New York Giants, right, he had opportunity to move a step in the right direction. And what he did was, long story short, <clears throat> excuse me. So he went to the Giants to interview for the head coach position because that's the rule and rule. Everyone has to get a chance. But what he forgot was Thursday, Bill Belichick, who's the head coach of the Patriots, text someone thinking it was Brian Browson or whoever his name is, the new head coach, instead of it was Brian Flores. And he said, hey, congrats. It's from Bill Belichick. Uh, hey, sounds like you landed the job. Congrats. And he goes, did you hear something I didn't hear? He goes, Giants. He goes, what? I interview Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. He goes, got it. I hear from Buffalo and the New York Giants that you're their guy. I hope it works out if you wanted to. That's definitely what I want. Thanks, coach. And this is when the black dude, this is when Flores goes, coach, are you talking to, to Brian Flores or Brian DeBall? Just making sure. He goes, sorry, I just effed this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they are naming DeBall the head coach. I'm sorry, BB. So he's telling you right now that that's – and I think that's – shoot, I don't even want to get too too black right now, but I think that happens with everything. There's plenty of situations I've been a part of companies where there will be someone highly qualified for the job, but you know somebody, so you're going to hire the person that looks like you to help move the company forward, right? That happens all the time, like when you start anything else. So the point is – He's calling out the NFL, right? And I think that he might win, you know, because when you try to expose the NFL like Colin Kaepernick or anything else, they always settle. Like the only knock about Colin Kaepernick is like you got paid off to not expose him. Like if you're going to expose the NFL, expose him. I know you want to get paid for it. You got paid for it, which is good. But at the same time, we don't get to hear what those owners get to say. So this is how I know that he's right because as soon as he did it, the owners released a statement. Oh, also he said when he interviewed for the – Broncos position that they showed John Elway showed up drunk. <laughs> he sh showed up drunk. It's not funny, but he knows that this is the last time he's probably going to be in the NFL. So uh, it's uh, it's sad. It's sad. But I like how he's going after the NFL. The NFL is the only major league sports authorization that they don't give guaranteed contracts to the players, right? And just imagine if you've been playing your whole life to get your family out the hood or get your family a better lifestyle, boom. And you got like max, the minimum is three-season NFL. So you do all this, and then after that, once they're done with you, they're freaking done. But uh, we're going to keep monitoring this story. Shout out to Brian Flores kicking off Black History Month by going after the NFL. Side note, uh, we want to say congratulations to Tom Brady. I got this on the screen. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Freak. I don't wish Tom Brady would retire. I wish he had two more years in Tampa, man, so we can get another Super Bowl. It sucks because the Rams are going to the Super Bowl, and I know – if we would have beat the Rams, we would have been back in a Super Bowl, back-to-back, -back, man, Tampa Bay Bucks. But shout-out to Tom Brady, 22 years. It was great uh, while it lasted. So he got a championship ring in uh, Tampa, Florida. Uh, we see this in other news, baseball. Uh, yes. So uh, Roger Clemens, who won seven, seven Cy Young Awards, and Barry Bonds were kept out of the Hall of Fame which is BS, even if they did steroids. Barry Bonds never admitted to doing steroids. He said he didn't know what he was taking. But still, 
he has the most records and you kept him out of the Hall of Fame. Uh, we got to get one of our Dominican, uh, <laughs> one of our Dominican, uh, I got a lot of people in the studio right now to talk more about baseball because this is their sport. But uh, shout out to them. Let's transition this to uh, last uh, week was uh, the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. Not an anniversary, but the remembrance of Kobe Bryant's death. I can't believe it's been two years, right? Shoot, I can't even believe we did this podcast for two years, man. I read the book. I just got this book, the the Mamba Mentality book, about being a perfectionist. And I I think I'm a perfectionist. I think that's why a lot of people hit me. I was like, Jerry, you should post clips of your stand-up. And I was like, yeah, but if I post a clip, what if the joke gets even better? I'm going to post the same clip over and over again. But I, I got to do better just getting out the way and not being a perfectionist. I'm not trying to make sure everything's right. My old lady, she's a perfectionist. Like, you know, sometimes when you're a perfectionist, you don't let things breathe and let things grow. But uh, yeah, I remember that day. I remember I was in church, and at this church uh, I was at, I still go to the same church, but like we do this thing where you like set up and then you break the things down. And this dude goes, hey man, you hear about Kobe? Like I was like checking my phone. I was like, man, everybody, I was, like, we're like looking at TMZ and like Kobe Bryant died. I'm like, what? Then we found out his daughter died up there in a helicopter crash. And then after that, man, it was just, I think out of all the basketball players, a lot of people forgot how great Kobe was because he was in between Michael Jordan and LeBron, and he played against both of them, right? And sometimes people give Kobe a knock because he was a ball hog or when he played with Shaq. But I was like, man, I was reading all these articles that said Shaq said if Kobe and Shaq would have stayed together, they would have won like eight championship rings. And I believe it. I think they probably could have done it. They won three. Remember, that one, that's a lot, eight, maybe six, maybe six or seven. But it's amazing watching his wife move on, you know? Uh, I do that joke about Kobe Bryant, and gets a really big gets a really big pop. Now, even to this day, two years later, still gets a pop. I've added so much joke to it. But just, I do it out of respect, you know, out of respect for uh, for, for Kobe Bryant. But uh, it's amazing watching his wife move on, how his companies keep going. And sometimes you got to give people their flowers while they're here. So shout out to Kobe Bryant. Uh, and also... We're reading this model. If you guys have read the news, we were reading on the screen. I actually just got this. This model, her name is Chelsea Christ, is dead at 30. She jumped out of the, she committed suicide, jumped out of a building. And freaking like, maybe I think from the from the penthouse, she jumped out of the building and landed and killed herself. The crazy thing is, is that I met this model before at a comedy show. And uh, she was out with her girls and she was telling us like she was Miss America, Miss something, Miss USA. And a lot of people say things that are Miss USA, but she was like skinny and stuff, and she was. She was Miss USA, and uh, she had a really good time at the show, and she like hung out with her friends and invited us places, but we didn't really go. But that's crazy that she just killed herself like that. And transition, because one of my boys that I'm really close with, he called me, and we're talking. I was like, dude, what's up with you, man? Like, what the freak is up with you? And he's like, yo, I'm thinking about, you know, I thought I have suicidal thoughts. And I was like, dog, we all got these suicidal thoughts. We all think about not being here sometimes you know the thing is not acting on it you know so if you know anybody that has like suicidal thoughts like listen to them you know listen to them hear them out you know talk to somebody freaking uh one of my guys he's uh he works as a stunt coordinator or something like that and he worked for that that cowboy movie and he said like he knew regina king and he said like she's effed up because like her son killed him killed himself on his birthday so if you know anybody who, like, is going through something or freaking sad, don't roast them. Like, have a good time. And I feel bad because I roast my friends when they tell me how sad they are. But, uh, yeah, make sure you step in and say something, man. So rest in peace to Chelsea Christ, which is a very unique turn for this. But recently, 
Saturday or Sunday? Saturday or Sunday? I think it was Saturday uh, of last week. So uh, what I do is, for like me, last this last this last year I did 660 shows, right? That was a pandemic, so January to March I couldn't really do a lot of shows. So now I'm like passing a lot more clubs in New York City, so more spots get to come, and I still hustle on the the uh, alternative scene. But like some Saturday mornings is the mornings that me, my late, we just like chill, you know, we you know catch up, we do go to do different things. But uh, I got home really late, and I was watching. I was trying to find something to watch to go to sleep, and I'm watching Soul Man. If you never watched this movie, it's a really good movie. Soul Man with Bernie Mac and Samuel Jackson. The chemistry that they have is amazing, right? Funny, like Bernie Mac is one of my favorite comics. The reason I like Bernie Mac is because he was older, and his reaction, like his, his phrases and stuff like that. But I always watch the Bernie Mac show. And it made me just realize, like, yo, we don't have Bernie Mac anymore on this planet. Like, I saw the bonus features, and that's very rare to see bonus features of part of a movie. And he was an old school comic of that way of, even though the sh- they're on the movie set, if there's an audience, he got some microphone, he's doing jokes, he's telling songs, he's doing everything else. I feel like that old school way is like old school performers, right? Like, I was inspired by, like, Bernie Mac. And I remember he died in 2009, I think 2009, and I wasn't really, I was like a college comic, so I didn't really, I didn't understand comedy the way I understood it now. I didn't understand callbacks. I knew just a lot of Bernie Mac's jokes. And a lot of people made it a debate asking, like, could Bernie Mac adjust to the times now? I think he did adjust on the times now. You know, 2001, definitely listen to his uh, Kings of Comedy set. It's just like, whoa. You cannot say what you're saying now. But he was a part of that school of just knowing how to tell street jokes and telling jokes about a story. So a street joke is like a joke that you tell that goes on and you tell the joke and someone can tell the joke. And at the end of the show, people do take-home jokes. So the joke he did in his special, like him downstairs, that's like a street joke. Or there's, I can know, I know tons of street jokes. One street joke Red Fox wrote that a lot of people tell is this. This old lady had a birthday party. She was 101 years old. So everybody came down, her whole family came down, and she had a big old party. So what happened was a lot of her sons, they live in different places, so they had to send their gifts early in advance and then celebrate her birthday party. So she had a birthday, and she had a giant party to celebrate her 103rd birthday party. She had three sons. One son gave her a Mercedes Benz, and she goes, oh, my God, I can't believe my son gave me a Mercedes Benz. Thank you so much. The next son bought her a brand-new house. She goes, oh, my God, I got a brand-new house. It's amazing. And the third son bought her a parakeet, right? He bought her a parakeet. So they all get to the house after they're having the party. He goes, Mom, did you like do you like my gift? He goes, I love the Mercedes. I drive it everywhere. And he goes, what about this house? Oh, my God, son, I love the house so much. He goes, Mom, I don't see my parakeet anywhere. What would you do with the parakeet? She said, well, it was it was kind of small, but we cooked them up and fried them. And it didn't really last too long. And she goes, what? Mom, you cooked a my parakeet bird? He spoke over 103 languages. She goes, he did? Well, he didn't say nothing. Those are take-home jokes, right? So, like, Red Fox is famous for doing all those jokes. He wrote all these jokes. A lot of people take his jokes and put them in memes. They put them in, like, uh, mass text messages, like the joke about what if the pilgrim shot bobcats instead of turkeys for Thanksgiving. He wrote that joke, so all those take-home jokes. So Bernie Mac was like a mixture of, like, old school and the new style storytelling. Only thing I wish that he would have just dropped his own comedy special. But, like, we just got, we just got people's art, man. And that's what I, made me think about uh, 
this podcast and think about everything else, even though you could be a perfectionist, like you're leaving something for the next generation. It could be unfinished ideas. It could be everything else. At least you got a grist of like who this person was, you know, through their comedy. Uh, yeah, and I, I spoke to one of mine. She's like a, this girl I work with, she's a, she's super young. She's 21, super young. And we're talking, and she's like, oh, I found out you have a podcast. I was like, cool, yeah, 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 listen to it if you want to, you know, get on the podcast. And she goes, and she's a writer, she's a writer, she writes a lot of things, I read some of her work, it's good stuff, and she's telling me about, like, you inspire me, and, like, we barely know each other, right? And she goes, like, I didn't even know you're a comic, I didn't even know this. And I'm telling her, I was like, what do you want to do in life? I was like, whatever you do in life, you just got to do it. You know, like, imagine me, and it's not shot at anybody back at home, but, like, you know how pissed I would be if I stayed in Tampa, Florida? And I love Tampa, Florida. Like, I love that freaking city. Sunshine, freaking. I wouldn't be the comic I am today. Like, a lot of people talk about the Just for Last Festival. They talk about all these big festivals and stuff like that. Like, I'm thanking God that I didn't do it five years ago when I first got to the city. Because I'm a completely different comedian now. Like, I'm faster, I'm sharper. And, like, every time I go back home, I realize, like, oh, I'm a better comic than what I was. And I had to come up here seeing the glass ceiling. This old man, it's not an old man, but this old uh, comic told me one time, he's one of the club owners, he goes, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Jared, you know, if something comes, we got to give it to this dog first because he's been here the longest and that's what we're doing. And I told him, look, I can't wait for you to give me the bone. I got to get the meat myself. He goes, yeah. So, uh. It was just dope. Like sometimes you're doing a podcast, and you know what I mean. You, you know, when you do like this industry stuff, and you gotta edit stuff out because people don't want stuff up there. And then you, you're thinking about you. You're like, man, do I feel like I'm ranting? Do I feel like I'm talking to somebody, right? And then when you get the reviews, like, oh, freak, we are talking to somebody. But uh, yeah, freaking shout out to her, man. Like it's dope being a dope being an inspiration. We're gonna get out of here with this, this uh. So coming up is uh, Vaughn Michael. We're dropping that actually today. So after this podcast, you're going to get episode 116 by Vaughn Michael. Vaughn Michael's a stand-up comedian based out of uh, Washington, D.C. slash Virginia. We met in New York City three years ago. He was out here, and then he moved back home. He beats the road a lot. Uh, very unique lifestyle that we, we talked about. And this last thing, there's a there's a documentary on Showtime called We Got to Talk About Bill Cosby by W. Kwame Bell. And it's, I haven't finished it all, but it was very unique saying that Bill Cosby was the one who introduced black stuntmen, introduced black people on set. Like, he was the first person to be very pro-black, and no one talks about that. So uh, I'm going to watch it and explore it. I advise you to, you know, take it with a grain of salt if you can watch it or not. And uh, this is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. I'm your host, Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champion. Uh, if you're in New York City Wednesday, which is today, uh, I'll be in New Jersey, Southeast New Jersey at the Performing Arts Center for the shows 8 and 10 o'clock. Thursday, I'll be at the Greenwich Village Comedy Club 8 and 10 o'clock. Friday, I'll be at Broadway Comedy Club 7 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And then Saturday, I will be at, uh, this. I forgot the name of this club. I'll be at the Keep It Casual Comedy. Then I'll be at Three Monkeys Bar at 10 o'clock. Then I will be at 12 a.m. I'll be at Broadway Comedy Club. Then on Saturday... Well, that's a Saturday. And on Sunday, Sunday I'll be at the Greenwich Village, and Sunday our show, Sunday service, which will be at 12 o'clock in the morning. And every Wednesday at Arcadia Bar is our show, Training Day Comedy, that I do with Matthew Arvalo. 
Shout out to him. He's growing as a comedian. So this is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. I hope you have a wonderful night. Peace and many blessings. Hug somebody. If you don't hug somebody, love somebody. If you know anybody going having suicidal thoughts, talk to them, listen to them, and hear them out. Peace. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.